What's going on, Golf Addicts? DB here with the Tour Junkies. Uh, riding solo for just the first few minutes of the podcast here. As you will notice, my lovely co-host Pat Perry is not with me tonight. He is on vacation soaking up some rays somewhere. I, I don't remember where. I wasn't paying much attention. Pat can be quite obnoxious on vacation, if I'm honest. He's very, you think he's a diva when he's in town? He's really a diva on vacation. So I try not to bother him. Because I just don't want to get in a fight. But here I am. It's the Olympics podcast for the 2021 uh, Olympics there in Japan. I am going to have a very special guest co-host with me tonight that will be joining me in just a few minutes. Uh, Mr. Will Wilcox, friend of the podcast. We'll bring him on here in just a minute. As always, we are presented to you by none other than FantasyNational.com. And FantasyNational.com slash TJ is where you need to go and enter promo code TJ to get 20% off any membership level that you choose there on Fantasy National, it's the one-stop shop for all your golf betting, DFS, uh, whatever, season-long golf, whatever it is you do. If it involves you know, checking out stats on the PGA Tour, the Corn Ferry Tour, any of that kind of stuff, it's all there on Fantasy National. We've been using those guys for four or five years now. They're trusted. It's a trusted source. They got everything you need, all the tools, all the data, and it's all licensed by the PGA Tour, so you know it's good. All the shot link data, it's all there. Any stats that I reference tonight come straight from Fantasy National. So go to fantasynational.com slash TJ and sign up. If you haven't already, you are missing out on a lot, okay? Missing out on a lot. Check it out for 20% off. Thank you. Hey, listen, before we really get into things, um, I do want to talk about what's happened in the last week. It's been quite a whirlwind of a week for the Barnett family. Uh, A lot of you already know, Nuthut members, people that follow us on Twitter, um, all that stuff you already know, but I do know there's a, a large percentage of the fans that just listen and that's kind of all they do. They don't follow us anywhere else. Um, so I get it. Uh, and last week you would be confused because at the end of the DFS show last week, I literally just walked off the, the podcast, not angrily like Pat did a couple weeks ago, but I, I had to go and I just left Pat hanging. He didn't know what was going on. We didn't do the betting show. There's a lot of crazy stuff that happened. Um, uh, but my, my almost 17 year old was in a car accident. And my wife like yelled up at the bonus room uh, where I record at me uh, and just said, you know, he's been in an accident. It's bad. Let's go. And so I just turned off the podcast and, and left. Um, I, I, he is doing extremely well. He's a walking, talking miracle. Um, and, you know, I posted on Twitter. In fact, I don't even remember the post on Twitter. Um, I, I just got in the car and we were hauling tail to the, to the crash scene. And um, I just tweeted, you know, hey, if, if you guys pray, Pray for my son. And I, I, again, I don't even remember. I don't even remember tweeting it now. Um, but uh, a lot of you did, and thousands of you uh, hit the like button, or commented, or retweeted, or uh, and a bunch of you sent us uh, DMs on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook, text messages, nut hut messages. I mean, everything. Just you guys were incredibly supportive, and um, we really appreciate it. The uh, it, it was it was incredible, but it was a long night. It was the worst call of a. Uh, it was a parent's nightmare call uh, when you have a driver, and um, he flipped his car. It could have been so much worse, and uh, he is um, he is all good except for having to have emergency eye surgery to save his left eye, which um, at the end of eye surgery at 4.30 a.m. on Tuesday morning last week, the eye surgeon looked at us and said, hey, um, your son is not likely to see again out of that left eye. And uh, we were prepared to tell him that. And then 13 hours later, they did a, a follow-up exam, and he had basically almost 20-20 vision. 
And here we are a week later. He went back to the eye surgeon today as a follow-up, and he does have 20-20 vision. And the surgeon continues to call his eye a miracle eye. Um, so I, the, it's amazing. Um, you know, I, I feel like God totally protected my son, and um, it, it's given our family a, a whole new perspective. And um, and you know, it just kind of snaps things into into perspective. You know what I mean when something like that happens. And and it also just reminded me. And I, I kind of typed out a note on Twitter. Um, it just kind of reminded me of how quickly things can change. You know, in our in our life. So uh, I, I don't mean to be a um, I don't I don't mean to come out like this on the show, but I know a lot of you uh, sent us messages a lot still maybe didn't know what was going on. And so I wanted to share that with you. And I continue to get DMs on Instagram and Twitter and stuff. And it's amazing. Uh, I will say the community that we've that we've grown to love and we've built on Twitter has been incredibly uh, it's been so humbling to have that, it, which is, it feels very weird to say because it's like you know, 99% of you I've never met, I've never met nor will meet in my lifetime. And it's mostly dudes and just feels weird, you know, to kind of be like, man, these guys kind of feel like family, but it kind of felt like family. I think when I tweeted some of the things I tweeted that, that day and, um, and, and it definitely felt like family in your response, uh, the nut hut ponied up and, uh, helped our family out with, with groceries and food and, you know, having a 17 year old in the house now for basically the next 30 days, he eats a lot. Um, and we've been at home a lot. So, um, that's been a big help. And I just, uh, my wife and I really, really greatly appreciate it. And, uh, um, it's very humbling. And so I'm just grateful for the community and, it, and it's, it's awesome, you know, but it also puts things into perspective. So I hope, I hope it serves as a reminder to just, uh, you know, man, just love the ones around you and, um, and, and don't take a moment for granted. Cause you just don't know, man, like things change quickly. And, um, it's, you know, it worked out for, for my son and for our family. I know it hasn't for many, but, uh, and I don't know why that is, but it did. And, uh, you know, it's going to make us better and stronger as a result. But again, cannot thank you enough, um, for the prayers, the thoughts, the messages. Uh, it was amazing. I tried to respond to as many private messages as I could, but I, I just couldn't get to everybody. So, um, but we, we greatly appreciate it from me and Ms. Domination, uh, as well. So really cool. All right. That's enough of that. Thank you. Uh, everybody in the chat on YouTube, I appreciate it. Thanks for the shout out and thanks for looking out. Um, you guys are great. I really appreciate it. And um, looking forward to tonight's show. Before we get into that, I do want to shout out some people because last week when Cameron Champ won the 3M Open, you know, apparently I, at some point on last week's show, because I don't remember much about last week's show other than having to walk off, um, I did say go with your gut at the 3M Open because stats don't matter. Just go with your freaking gut. And a guy who'd missed seven, like seven straight cuts and missed a bunch of cuts this year won the damn thing. And he was number one in strokes game putting last week when he's been basically sucking hind teeth all, all year putting. And so some of you went with your gut. Uh, I got a shout out, first of all, um, our Nut Hut Listener League winner, Dog Hack, scored 538.5 points. He gets him a spot in the finals. Congratulations to you. I think he's George Bulldog fan. Shout out to you. But we had some listeners win some big time dollars last week. And I, I've got to shout these boys out. Nut Hut member, the Mule Man, won $16,000. Also, he finished second in the World Golf Championships on DraftKings, won sixteen dollars uh, in the Nut Hut. And then, um, let's see who else. David Speaks hit Cam Champ at 150 to 1, bet him pre tournament. Messaged me and said, Hey, DB, you said go with your gut. I did. I bet him at 150 to 1. He got a nice chunk of change there. Sent me a screenshot. David Speaks is also a Nut Hut member. Another Nut Hut member at Tom Brady is Gray. I'm not sure what's going on with that, but Tom Brady is Gray. Uh, won himself $50,000 on DraftKings. Huge takedown for Tom Brady is gray and another Nut Hut victory. 
the biggest victory of last week, goes to David Kotler. My word, David Kotler, guys named David, uh, pretty good, pretty good dudes. Nut Hut member, okay, won the $555 contest on DraftKings, good for $100,000. He is a longtime TJ listener. He tweeted us today, DM me today, uh, told me he won, and then he made a 28 bold donation uh, to my wife's charity, um, which is very, very cool. Can't thank David Kotler enough, uh, but man, there were some major, de- you know, dinero being strewn about in the Nut Hut chat uh, on Sunday and today. A lot of winners, so that's freaking awesome and great to hear it. Great to see it. Great to hear it. Uh, I didn't play much last week, as you can imagine, because I was doing other things. I see Pat's in the chat. This can only be bad. Um, Sam, can we kick Pat out of the? I don't need Pat in the chat here. We don't need that. All right, let's get to it. I'm going to bring in. Our special guest, my co-host for tonight, Mr. Willie Wave God Wilcox in the house. What up, Willie Will? How you doing, man? What's up, brother? Uh, man, just first off, you're right. The perspective uh, that comes when you uh, have someone that you're so close to, your son. I mean, he made it through. Everything's good. And, it, uh, you know, I, I think you're, you know, to hear that he came out on the other side feeling fine. Got you know twenty twenty in that eye. It's just uh, it's it's great for everybody to hear that, and uh, I just like to, you know, just I'm I'm so happy for you guys that he, that everything turned out okay. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Uh, listen, if you guys don't know Will Wilcox, you're you're I don't know what you've been doing, but you've been missing out. Uh, we'll get deeper into what's going on with Will and his and what's you know his status here in just a little bit. But Will's a longtime friend of the podcast. So, Will, you came on the podcast in like 2015 or 2016. It was at least twenty. Yeah, maybe early twenty sixteen. I, I want to say I was one of the first. Five, yeah, you were maybe ten. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, one of the first ones. So, you made, uh, you made yeah. it on that shirt, on the Podbros shirt. I know that. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, just an absolute ball striking stud, and you know, Twitter, Instagram stud, and just good, good dude. You know, like <laughs> the, the kind of guy yeah. that tour junkies listeners like to hear from and and would resonate with. So uh, you know, Will's like. Hey, I got I got shit to do. So uh, Pat's yeah. gone. I'll I'll fill in. Kind kind of kind of the everyman, I guess. I got to meet you off the 18th green after my practice round at the uh, players, and um, yeah, you just walked right up to me, and um, yeah. we've had a we've had a great relationship ever since uh, then. I went out to Sage with you guys. You guys have been, guys have been nothing but cool to me. Um, hang out with Pat when we play in Savannah. And uh, I got to watch you out drive me uh, once or twice, I believe, that day at uh, Sage. So, oh, thank you. Good me. <laughs> thank you. Well, I don't know if I remember that, but thank you. Um, Sage Valley was pretty pure. I do, oh, do you? I do remember um, you taught me yeah, and Pat yeah. how to hit the, uh, on 17 at Sage Valley, you taught me and Pat how to hit the little skipper across the pond into that flower bed. Mm. That was pretty, that was pretty nice. Uh, and then yep. didn't Pat caddy for you at some point, right? Didn't he caddy, caddy for you recently? No, y'all just played together. Y'all just played together. Well, yeah, we played together at at uh, Savannah Golf Club, um, or Golf Club of Savannah. It's yeah. old uh, Donnie Ross, which is my favorite designer, uh, and he uh, came and followed me at the tournament in Savannah at the uh, um, not the ledges. Uh, it's, it's where he lives. It's the in club his, car, in his the, um, the landings. The landings. landings. Yeah, yeah. Um, in his neighborhood, so he was there supporting me all week, and uh, and I played. Pretty good for a 35-year-old uh, Corn Ferry Tour guy that week. <laughs> um, all right, Will, I got to ask you, do you have your podcast shoes prepared tonight? 
podcast shoes. Juice, your podcast shoes. Juice, yes, it's right next to me. It's in a new shoes. cup. <laughs> okay. Do I have my dancing shoes on? I don't know where you're gonna be dancing. No, today. no, no. Um, you don't have to worry about that. Um, tonight. <laughs> I am drinking none other than Wild Leap vodka from our friends at Wild Leap. Will, I don't know if you've had any of this, but it's uh, it's it's beautiful, man. Right out of Lagrange, Georgia, and uh, they're good good folks over there. Good vodka. I got a little yeah. bit of that. Some soda, lime. I'm ready to go. Uh, let's talk yeah. about the Olympics, Will. Um, you know, I guess it's we'll get into the course here in a minute. There's obviously a bunch of stuff going on. I mean, here, the guys are in Tokyo or or not Tokyo, but it's right outside of Tokyo in Japan. There's some COVID stuff going on. You got John Rahm. You got Bryce getting tossed out of there. Um, you know, I, I yeah, want to know. Patrick Reed. Yeah, Patrick Reed, Captain America, just putting the cape on, putting the cape on, ready to go. Um, you know, hard-hitting question right out the gate. I don't know if you thought about this, Will, but if you look at the field, you know, Olympic Village is rumored to have a lot of, uh, a lot of promiscuity. You know what I mean? Somebody, yes. Could, yes. somebody could be a little promiscuous. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. don't want to assume that anybody married in the field is going to be doing anything, prom, prom, you know, promiscuous. But maybe if, yeah. if there's a single man in there that maybe wants to slide up near Alex Morgan, the U.S. soccer player, um, mm-hmm. you know, who do we think that would be? I think that's the most important thing. Uh, I got to be honest with you. I would say it's like minus 400 on my boy Guido Miglio, Migliozzi. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that, that guy struggles. <laughs> I don't think that guy struggles. Have you, I don't think so. you have been uh you haven't spent any time around guido have you no no i missed him by a couple of years i got to play with the european guys uh when my four years on tour uh they would they would uh be playing towards the back of the pack because i never had the best status other than in uh in the end of 15 and the start of 16 um but I did get to play. I got to play with Brooks Kepka before he was Brooks Kepka. Yep. Um, and so, uh, but now I uh, let's see. I did get to play with Golden Hands. Um, Victor uh, Dubuisson. Uh-huh. Um, is it Victor Dubuisson? Yeah. Um, anyways, they got hey, Golden Hands. I got to play with him before he, uh, you know, uh, blew up the world with his unbelievable chipping against um, uh, the Aussie at the uh, the uh, match play event in the desert. Um, Jason Day, rather not the Aussie. Um, but yeah, I've I've played. With, I got to play with Beef. Uh, that was pretty. Oh cool. yeah, Beef's been on um, the show before. Yeah. He was on the show right yeah, after you. Yeah, yeah, he, he loves you guys, and I think I got to play with him shortly after that. Um, in uh, uh, Puerto Rico. So uh, I've not played with Guido. I think he's pretty young. Um, he's young, and oh, like, yeah. I'm like I'm like a decade older than this guy. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, I gotta feel like he's the one. Maybe, maybe if the people in the YouTube comments could tell us who you think if 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 there were one golfer in this field who you think has the best shot to uh you know to pull alex morgan in olympic village and do something you know promiscuous do something maybe uh you know not illegal but maybe some heavy petting or something something like that who would that be put that in the comments i'd be really interested to hear that um that that could be fun so any other guesses from you will again that's a hard-hitting question right off the bat i don't i'm not trying to scare you but Maybe maybe Higo. Um, I think he's only twenty one. Yeah, I, I think Higo might be a good guess. Um, I mean, so many guys are married. Who would be a um, sneaky one? Like one that we wouldn't think. I wonder. You, you that one guess? Um, I'm looking at the list right now. Oh, I mean, got... so many people are married. Um, which I always told like young guys, like, hey, I, that just got their card. I was like, you know, do you have a girlfriend? Do you have a wife? I was like, maybe hold back on and getting engaged. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. uh, but no, everybody, uh, just nowadays, it's just a different, 
Yeah. It's just a different feeling out there, you know? They got their uh, the tour wife. Man, um, I, I, hope, uh, I hope Sung Jay, you know, Sung Jay, we're going to talk about him here in a second, but, uh, you know, Sung yeah. Jay's not married and he's young and, uh, you know, I mean, he was homeless until damn eight months ago or whatever. Like, hopefully Sung Jay, maybe Sung Jay, yeah, homeless. So hopefully, hopefully Sung Jay, maybe he could, uh, he could do a little something, you know, do some damage. I, mean, I wouldn't shock me. He's a, he's a big deal over there. I mean, hey, he's a big deal to me too and the rest of the golf world. And yeah. that's uh, also what we're going to be talking about soon. Some damage in, at Olympic Village. That could be interesting. Um, I mean, can you imagine? I remember the first time I heard they gave out 180,000 condoms. I was like, wait, what? But that's normally for the people that are in, like, the decathlons, and, you know, they've been training like crazy. And yeah. apparently, once their uh, their um, meet is over, the you know, their competition, it's just time to have a good yeah. <laughs> have a party. Yeah, so. banging season. I mean, yeah, uh, exactly. I, I totally get down with that. Uh, so somebody said Alex Morgan's married. Yeah, okay, don't don't ruin the whole thing for everybody, Ben. I see yeah, you. Ben. We're just having fun. We're with just it. having fun. I'm not <laughs> saying it's gonna. We're not. We're not encouraging that. I'm just saying, uh, you know, don't yeah. don't ruin. That's it. just what the story is. Yeah, that's uh, allegedly she's married. Allegedly. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right, let's talk about this golf course real quick. Uh, I don't know, Will, what how to pronounce it. You've played in Japan. You've not played this course, Kasu. Kasuma Gaseki. Normally, Pat is pronouncing this stuff, and it's terrible. But I'm going to go with uh, Kasuma Gaseki Country Club East. Is that? Do you have a better mm-hmm. guess, or you think that's pretty good? Kasuma Gaseki. I don't have it written. Oh, there it is. Kasuma Gaseki. No, I think you it's, got it, dude. We We're both it. from the south. We're going to whiff on it no matter what. <laughs> True. Um, True. But yeah, I played in Miyazaki, and uh, I think I maybe have that one nailed. Okay. Um, it's a six, <laughs> It's sixty players in the field. No cut. Par seventy one. Uh, the scorecard says about seven hundred seven thousand four hundred forty seven yards. That's what the scorecard reads for now. It's not at elevation. Um, it is word on the street already from folks on the ground is that it's pretty wet at the moment. They've taken on some rain, and the the uh, prospect of rain looks pretty good for the rest of the week. Really, there's a tropical storm brewing that they're saying could turn into a typhoon. Um, mm-hmm. that could get a little hairy. So I do think that, that, you know, the golf course is going to be wet. Uh, it is a Tom Fazio redesign in 2016. Uh, from what we know of it is this, according to the GCSAA, they got 68 bunkers on the course. There's only really one or two holes, arguably that, that water really comes into play. You got Zoysia fairways, which if anyone's ever played on Zoysia, the ball just sits up yeah. on a, on a heat. Yes. Um, and Zoysia does tend to hold water pretty well, I think, Will. Uh, yes. And bent grass greens. The, the greens are pretty large. The, apparently, this place used to have two sets of greens, which is, I don't know how that, I, I don't, they had two sets of greens, and Fazio made them put everything together, and they're, like, really large. GCSAA has them at, like, 7,800 average square feet. Um, so kind of big, undulating, bent grass. This is a pretty, it seems to be a wider course, tree-lined, and from pictures and video that I even saw today from the course, it doesn't look to be a lot of rough whatsoever. Um, we need DeChambeau out there, man. Yeah, we, yeah the old DeChambeau could have done it. There's a, there's, a couple of, there's a couple of par fives that are over 600 yards, possibly three-shot par fives for almost everybody. There's a drivable par four. There's a there's a four par fours less than 400 yards. There's a, there's some par threes that are over 200, like three par threes over 200. So that's kind of the course breakdown in an, in just just whatever. So any other thoughts on like the, what you what you've seen or heard of the golf course? Or is that about it? 
I mean, I I don't know. It just sounds very American. I mean, I, I played yeah. um, uh, the Greystone Golf Country Club up the road here. Um, I'm in um, Moody, Alabama, and uh, that's a Fazio. And um, you know, it's just a bombshell. You know, I think you got to like the guys that are hitting it a long ways, which is well, let's be honest, pretty much everybody. But yeah, um, I think a guy like Thomas Peters, um, you know, that guy, guys like him, they're going to really be. Uh, you know, have a great chance. I mean, it just doesn't sound like there's a lot of issues out there when it comes to, uh, you know, it's not a short tight course. The place I played at Miyazaki, um, you know, uh, the guys that are uh, more plotters uh, win that event. And, uh, but, you know, I mean, a guy like Morikawa that just smushes two-yard fades, I mean, you can't hate him anywhere. But I love, I love Xander on this golf course. Obviously, he's number two on DraftKings. Um, I mean, Justin Thomas is a bomber. Hovland's a bomber. McElroy, let's go. Yeah. Um, you know, like I just, gosh, I, I love to look at all those those guys. It does kind of seem like the scoring. I think Justin Rose won the 2016 Olympics around 16 under. It seems like the scoring could definitely get there, and this could definitely turn into kind of a a birdie fest. You got wider open, you know, wide open golf course. Very very little rough. Very little water. So there's really not yeah. a lot of places to really get yourself in trouble off the tee. And then you got these huge yeah. greens, which seems to lead, is going to lead to like a high percentage of green regulation. Then it's going to be a putting contest kind of situation. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm definitely thinking that, that that 16 to 18, 19 under could actually win this thing. Now, granted, there's only, you know, 20 players in this field that have a decent chance of winning or, or like some, somewhat of a chance of winning. And there's probably another five or 10 that, you know, we, we, we've seen them win somewhere before and maybe they could, you know, pull it out of their butt again and, and make it happen. But yeah. then the rest of the field is pretty much guys you've never heard of and guys that are representing their country that haven't really done much anywhere, you know, in terms of European tour or PGA tour. Yeah. There's a couple of um, Japan tour superstars here. This event was last played at the 2010 Asian Amateur which was won by Hideki, and that's what got him in the Masters that year. Hideki, uh, word, word on the street in the Nut Hut is uh, the uh, our, our boy Michael Caridi has a, uh, a guy named Paul Sheehan. Shout out to Paul Sheehan, who is uh, who works at the golf course. Said Hideki loves it here and uh, suits him very well. Ball control and precision is key, according to Paul Sheehan, who works at the golf club. So, uh, but I just think, I still think I'm definitely leaning aggressive players that can that can score, that can make birdies. Uh, but, you know, when it, comes to, when it comes to betting, it also is going to come down to value because I will say a lot has changed in the last 48 hours as you've had Rom and Bryson and all the changes up top. I tweeted out on, I think it was either Saturday or Sunday, I tweeted out like three or four names that were catching my eye early on the betting board. And I... I, I Got all the bets in when I tweeted it out, but I'm and I'm glad I did because all those names now, and I'll go through them here in a little bit, are significantly shorter due to Rom and Bryson not being in the field. Like those are two big names that sucked up a lot of win equity. So then everybody gets gets bumped down. It's gonna be really interesting. I don't love the I don't love where a lot of these guys are at, but um, you know, we'll, let's let's talk about it. And we're gonna talk a little bit about some DFS plays at the at the end, and then later in the show. Will is going to talk about the Corn Ferry Tour, uh, kind of how the Corn Ferry Tour is about to wrap up, how his season's going to wrap up, and then uh, we're going to talk. Maybe he's going to share a funny story or so from this year and for this or whenever. And then we're going to talk through. I'm really excited about this. You know, the, the new PGA Tour season is going to start in September, right? 
And in every fall swing, we see these, these events where all the Corn Ferry Tour graduates get up in the PGA Tour. And a lot of them, guys don't know. And the, the books don't, don't know or understand. So they price, them, you know, they price them incorrectly. They're cheap on DraftKings. They're long on the betting odds. And so you can take advantage of them. And then they're going to pop and they're going to explode. And then they're going to be short. And you're, you're going to have missed the bus. Will's going to tell us about some names. I've been watching them, so I know. (laughs) Yes, Will's been out there watching them, playing with them, competing against them, and uh, he's going to tell us some names that he thinks we need to be on the lookout for. So get your pen and paper out for that. That's going to be good. Um, I do want to give a quick shout-out, though, to our friend Pat Mayo, who, you know, it's fantasy football season. And if you guys are into fantasy football, whether it's season-long, DFS, um, betting, whatever, our friend Pat Mayo and Justin Freeman have started up a new site called RunTheSims.com. And uh, RunTheSims.com is basically fantasy national, but for football. It's fantastic. You got optimizers, you got stats, you got builders. You can adjust things. If you think, you know, if you think the, the Falcons are going to be better than everybody, you know, than the baseline projects them to be, and you can adjust some things, it'll, it'll spit some stuff out. If you play NFL Showdown, this is a great tool for you. They just launched the site. It's fantastic. You can go to runthesims.com slash TJ, and you put in promo code TJ at checkout, and you get a nice discount depending on the package that you select there at Run the Sims. Also, the price is about to go up. I believe August 1st, the price goes up on every package at runthesims.com. So get in now. If you're a fantasy football guy, if you're a DFS guy, showdown guy, betting guy for NFL, runthesims.com is fantasy national for football, and our friend Pat Mayo and Justin Freeman are running it. So you know it's going to be good. You know it's going to be legit. They're going to keep improving it. it you know, and we're excited that they've given us a chance to get in there and mix it up. And we know a lot of you guys play fantasy football, like me and Pat do. We take our fantasy football very seriously. Our drafts are about to be here in just a few weeks. And uh, I'm excited about it. So runthesims.com slash TJ. Between that and the, uh, the, the NFL thread in the Nut Hut, you could make a lot of money. So check that out. That's good stuff. All right. Um, hey, shout out to David Speaks, one of the guys I said hit Cameron Champ at 150 to one. Thank you, David, for the uh, the super chat. You and Pat deserve a drink after last week. David says on me. I appreciate you guys. Glad all is well. Enjoy vacation, Pat. Let's get this money. Trying to keep the streak going. Wow. You got drinking buddies all over. Look the place. at this. I love this. Thank you, David. I appreciate that, man. And cheers to you. And and cheers on the Cameron Champ hit. I'm sure Pat is drinking. If he's uh, if he's at the beach, he's drinking. I'm sure. So, uh, oh, yeah. thank you. Absolutely. All right, uh, let's get into this, Will. Let's talk about mm-hmm. the top of the betting board. Uh, let's look at let's look at these these first guys. Now you got Colin Morikawa moving into the favorite spot at basically seven to one, six and a half to one, depending on where you look. Xander right there, who you just mentioned at eight to one. JT at eleven. Hovland at eleven. Uh, Rory and Casey and Hideki around twelve to one. Captain America flying in from uh, from the U.S. last minute at sixteen to one. And then, uh, you know, let, let's, let's keep it there. The under 20 to 1 guys, uh, I think the, the guys that catch my eye, I, I think I just would have to go all in on Hideki. There's something about me that, that makes me want to pull the trigger on Hovland because I, I do love Hovland, and I love his, you talked about his, like, just two-yard little fade he hits, and he's just such a trapper of the ball, and he's just so pure, and I love him, and he, his smile is great, and he just seems like a great kid. But if I'm... You know, I don't bet a lot of numbers down here. Uh, so if I were going to do it, I think I'm pulling the trigger on Hideki. I un- and I think we need to talk about this. Hideki's, you know, you can talk about the pressure, right? The 20, you know, the, the, the 2021 Masters champion in his home That's, country. That was the real pressure. To that get was that the done. pressure. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I love 
that he got over that that hump and and now he's sitting in a position where I just I think had he not won that he would be feeling obviously a lot more um so I think Hideki is a, a great bet and you know they got him down at uh 12 to 1 so um but a, a guy like uh you know any of these bombers in the in the top uh six or eight here uh but uh you know uh, Hideki I think is an all-in-out all favorite and I mean if if uh, Rom was there, then I mean, come on. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe more Cower is going to be a little gassed. But uh, I mean, I, I played with Shoffley, and when he wants to bomb one, it's ridiculous the power the man shows. And um, but yeah, I mean, I see some guys farther down the list yeah. that I'm a lot more intrigued by as opposed to these, you know, six to ones and all that. Yeah, uh, with Hideki, you can get him at fourteen to one on points bet. Uh, DraftKings has him a little shorter at the moment, but fourteen to one on points bet. Okay. Uh, and, and I, I think, so it sounds like you would say that the pressure is, is off a little bit as a result of the master's victory. I think I would agree. Um, and obviously, you know, you, you, I don't know that there's many on this, you know, in this tournament, maybe other than Hoshino, who we'll talk about later, uh, who have as much experience on this golf course as Hideki and, and would just yeah. be comfortable. It's just going to be comfortable. I think there's a lot to be said for. You know, in a way, I'm not going to get too. We didn't talk about this in the beginning, but I meant to. Like, I'm not going to get too bogged down in the stats and the data and the you know all that stuff right now because there's so much at play here, just in terms of like motivation, dealing with the COVID BS, dealing with the yeah. the, the quarantine BS, and being able yeah, to go I mean, over how there. How much practice did he get in? Yeah, or like, how about like just having to do all that shit for a week, and you're basically confined to your little area to your you know to 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 the to the your caddy and maybe you know a couple other people and like you're in this there's no more fans so the guys that are they're now used to been playing on tour now for a few months now with fans now there's none i just i just wonder um if that's going to i think that just adds more variability to the to the golf yeah. tournament if it's me yeah, absolutely i mean i'm just so i mean i think every country's different i mean how much work could this guy possibly gotten in um, cause obviously he's been under the COVID protocol. So true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, I mean, like, uh, he's been sitting in a hotel. I don't know what the heck's been going on with him. Um, I haven't really studied up on that. They're, you know, they're, uh, pretty, uh, they're keeping him pretty close to the chest. They're very private over there. So, you know, but, uh, you know, this uh, humble Hideki is just, uh, I mean, you just can't, uh, you know, I, I played the year I played in, uh, the, um, Dunlop Phoenix. I mean, I played with Ryo Ishikawa and Hideto Tanihara, and there was a couple thousand people following our group, and there was about 200 people following his group. And uh, had I eagled the last hole, I would have tied him, and he came in and eagled the last hole, whatever. Um, but uh, so I ended up getting beat by him by a couple of shots. That was one of the best things in my career ever, actually, <laughs> almost tying Hideki. <laughs> um, but, yeah. uh, but that was a much narrower golf course, and, I mean, this guy's got all the power. And, uh, you know, it seems like a pretty good track for him. And I'm sure he's played this course a bunch, but I just wonder if he's just been sitting in that hotel room or, I mean, I'm sure he's been working out and all that good stuff, but he hasn't gotten it, you know, the, the reps in like these other guys have and, uh, you know, didn't, didn't play the British. Um, although that British, I know it was blowing a little bit, but, uh, you gotta think he would have done pretty well over there. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, McElroy's coming around. So he doesn't have the. He, I guess maybe we don't know the we don't know the state of his game in terms of how he was dealing with COVID 
Um, but obviously he's the only one that, that probably doesn't need a lot of reps at this golf course or kind of understands what, what there is uh, to see. You know, you got a few, a handful of guys that are coming over from the 3M. I mean, Reed, Johnny Vegas, uh, Mito, uh, they're coming over from the 3M. They're, they're going to see this thing at the very last minute. Uh, but obviously mm-hmm. Hideki's got some experience here. I, I think he's going to come in ready. I, I think uh, chances are, I mean, maybe we'll learn more. We'll learn more. That's one thing yeah. to think about is actually, if you're here on the U.S. side, on the East Coast, uh, everything kicks off at 6.30 p.m. on Wednesday night. So uh, everything is going to be moved up almost 12, 13 hours from what we're used to seeing. So if you're playing DFS, you got to get your bets in pre-tournament. If you want to do all that stuff, get it in 6.30 p.m. Eastern is when lineups lock on DraftKings, and I think that's when your, your uh, you know, first ball's in the air. I think uh, they're 13 hours or so ahead of East Coast time there, uh, you know, where they're playing at, um, at Kasumigaseki. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right, so... Yeah, I like this comment over here, Daniel yeah. Beta. Uh, he was saying, I mean, obviously Colin Morikawa has Japanese heritage. Um, so somebody, you know, very close to him. Um, he, uh, I'm sure he's been there. His family's from there. Uh, you know, you got to think the guy's pretty, pretty hyped. I mean, obviously last week yeah. was a big week for him, and he might be a little mentally, mentally gassed. But I mean, a guy like Morikawa, you know, he's probably feeling, um, you know, a lot of pride being over there. Um, but uh, well, but maybe there's just there's some guys that are cheaper down the line that I, I really got my eye. Yeah, well, maybe there's something to that. And maybe we can just get into the DFS talk now as well as we go down the board. Because I am not going to bet Morikawa at 6.5 or 7-1 to one just because I don't do that. Uh, but I, I do think that with some a, a couple of names down in the 6K range on DraftKings that I, that I like and some values in the 7K, I think he's live in DFS on DraftKings. He's 11-2 on DraftKings, as good as he's playing, as well as he's hitting the ball, as, as, as he's always hitting the ball. Um, I think he, he and Hideki are my two favorite plays in the 10K and above range. So out of Patrick Reed, Rory, Hideki, Xander, JT, and Morikawa, where, are there one or two names there in terms of DraftKings that you may see a lean to? Um, out of uh, excluding the ones that you just said? No, you, you could agree um, if you want. So Reed, Rory, Hideki, Xander, JT, or Morikawa. That's the 10K um, and above, 10K and above range. Well, okay, 10K and above range, gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Paul Casey hasn't shown us that much lately. Um, I think McElroy, he's so hot and cold. Although he's a, he's at, uh, he's at 10-3, 1200. Yeah, he's at 12 to one. Um, but uh, I mean, I feel like Hovland, he's gotten so many victories. Gosh, he's playing so well. Justin Thomas always plays well. But I really love the the Shoffley, Morikawa, um, McElroy, Hideki. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love. You can't them. love them all. You can't love them all, though. I know, I know. I just just the guys that hit it far, hit it a long ways. Yeah. And uh, but if I if it was just me and I was going to be picking people, it would be uh, Shoffley, Hovland, Hideki, and that would be who I would take from okay. that. So of the board. do you think, do you think Captain America's kind of not set up well and he's coming over from the three end? Well, he's come. let's see, he's going from, he's going from, uh, England to Minnesota and then to Japan in, <laughs> in three weeks or two Fine. weeks. Um, so are you kind of 
would you kind of bail on on P. Reed, even though he's Captain America and this is the Olympics? When does it start? Friday, Saturday? What day did you say? No, it starts Wednesday. Well, for us, it's Wednesday at six thirty p.m. So it starts, thir- I guess, Thursday, Thursday morning, morning over yeah. there. Yeah. And he and he gets there Wednesday evening. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. You got to fade him. Um. I, I in my opinion, That's tough, I think huh? he's gonna be pretty gassed. Yeah. I think he's gonna be pretty exhausted. He's been playing a lot. Granted, he always plays a lot worldwide. But um. But yeah, I mean, he's. I mean, it's it's hard to say that the eleventh ranked player in the world is um you know maybe not gonna have his best stuff but uh but i mean you know you haven't seen him blow the doors off of it since the uh i don't know um ball plug gate at um <laughs> at the at, amex, uh, at the amex. Tory pines yeah um but uh yeah he I, i'm not a fan of getting to a tournament late on a wednesday not getting a practice round and then uh competing against the best so um, yeah, I don't think P. Okay. Reed is um, Captain America right now. I don't think he's going to be ready. All right, let's move down the board a little bit. So let's look at the betting odds, like that 20 to 1 to kind of 50 to 1 range, um, starting to look in that 9K range on DraftKings. Uh, but let's start off with the betting board. I, I, I don't understand a couple of names here. I don't understand the, the price on Abe Answer. At twenty to one on DraftKings, twenty to one on points mm-hmm. points bet. I just think that that's too short for Abe. I know, I know he's a good player. I know he's a President's Cup player. I don't understand the twenty to one number. He's not one yet. He's not. He's not mm-hmm. closed the door yet at twenty to one. So we're, you know, being shorter than a guy like Joaquin Neiman um, is is a little odd to me. But uh, so I'm probably yeah, a full. Once- What's Joaquin got to do to get more respect? I mean, honestly, like the dude, the total strike show. He is a strike um, show, and he's so young. Everybody forgets how young he is. I guess, you know, there's been a couple times he could have closed the door, and he didn't. Um, at Early in the year, the Tournament of Champions, and then the next week at the Sony, I think he finished runner-up both of those weeks. He cost me some money at the Tournament of Champions. He lost to... Um, he's just such a cash machine. I he mean, is a cash know, machine, dude, yeah. Dude's sick. And this this Christian Bezidenhut, yeah. I believe that's how you pronounce that. Yeah. Um, that that H is more of a H, um, and um, man, I love how everybody got on Paul Azinger last week. They're like Corey Connors, one just an amazing putter. No, he's a stripe show, and everybody jumped on him he's hard. A on terri- he's um, a he's a peak Will Wilcox. He's like just the ball striking extraordinaire, and he can't make a putt, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, he's Canadian Willie. If I could putt it, Lord have mercy, I would have gotten a nicer house. Um, but I uh, couldn't put it in the ocean just like now, but I don't hit balls because I used to. Um, who else, yeah, who I mean, else Corey, you like in here? Corey Connors is, is so freaking good, but uh, man, I'm just I'm Sung Jay, Sung Jay, yeah. Sung Jay okay. all day. Um, I do not want that guy to. I mean, I know you got you, got, you know, you're from Korea, you have mandatory uh military, you know, you got to go in the military, um, you got to serve your country, but if you get a medal. So glad that they added that to the. Um, uh, I'm so glad they added golf to this. Um, I think KJ Choi is basically the only Korean player that uh, went in and continued to be a, a total legend until yeah, he after, turned 50. Yeah, after the fact. I think he went in before and then he got on tour. Is that right? Okay, yeah. Cool. So you, and then, I mean, in, you in had, there he was like an Olympic, or he was like a lifter. I mean, he was a unbelievable a freaking beast. So you do uh. have, you do have, yeah. Let's talk about that because we're about to get to see Wu Kim here in a minute too, uh, who a little longer. But with Sung Jay, 
you've got the military service. Uh, to, you have to get a medal. So he's, they've got a place, gold, medal, bronze, or gold, gold, silver, bronze. Okay. Is um, it 30 or 25? It's 30, it's 30 years old. So Sung Jae okay. has this year and could, in theory, get in, in the next four, at, at the next ones in Paris. Uh, but here's the deal. Um, the, uh, oh my God, what was I going to say? I just totally forgot about it. I just totally blanked. Sung Jae. Sung Jae and Siwoo? What do you mean? Yeah, Sung Jae and Siwoo. I don't know. Oh yeah. Well, I'll get to that. Producer Sam, I'll get to that here in a minute. Anyway, Sung Jae, uh, I, I'm, I don't think I'm going to, I don't think I'm going to play Sung Jae. I, I think I might play Sung Jae as a top 10 bet. He's like plus 230 mm-hmm. as a top 10. But he's, he's, he's definitely 30. slowed down lately. Yeah, he's slowed down a little bit lately. He's, so he's 30 to 1 is the best number I could find him on at points bet. He's 30 to 1 currently. He was 40 to 1 when I tweeted it a couple of nights ago. So he's gotten a little shorter since Bryson and Rom dropped out. I mean, I think you could make an argument for him at 30. I think 30 to 1 is not a terrible number, but not as good as it was. Uh, I would rather play him at the plus 230 number just given, uh, just given the, I don't know. Just the, the form's been a little sus, for sure. Uh, and, and if you're going more the yeah. bomber route, I don't know that Sungjae really fits that as well. Um, I, I yeah, I, I had the good fortune of playing with him in the final uh, two, uh, you know, the first two events in the Corner Ferry Tour in 2018. On the last day, I got to play with him both rounds, and I was kind of um, shocked with how short he did hit the ball. Um, I, was, I was getting it out there a little bit then, but I'm – at this point, average at best. At then, I was maybe a shade above average. Back in my good days, I was a little, a, a little bit above average, um, quite a bit actually. Um, I averaged three seventeen one year. Um, I was out driving that uh, young man by a good thirty yards. Um, so you know, he's he's just so dialed with his long clubs. Yeah. I mean, it's stupid, and he, he's going to be hitting, hitting a lot of them. But um, you know, I think I think uh, you know, I'm just I I, I would take him just because yeah. Uh, I just, it's a lot of pressure, yes, but, I mean, I saw him hit the sickest, I know it was on the corner ferry tour, but uh, the wind was in out of the left, which is a very hard wind for a left-to-rider, he was like a, looked like a, um, similar to a uh, 18th at Pebble, but much more narrow fairway, par four, dogleg left, around some water, hangs his three wood out into the ocean, and I'm like, this dude, with a two-shot lead, with seven holes applied, six rather, um, just takes out seven holes play, I can add. Um, and just hits three wood and just trusts it. The guy's just got balls of steel and he just trusts his game and he's just, he, I know he can handle pressure. I know it was a corn fair event, like I said, but with a two shot lead, he turned that into six shots like that. And, uh, and, uh, this is, this is, this is a big time, um, big time, uh, a week for him. But, uh, when you got money, it doesn't matter. I agree very much, Nick A. Um, but uh, I remember, but yeah, this guy's. This I remember guy's what I was going to say. I remember what I was going to say. Yeah. I was going to say Sang Moon Bay and Sung You'll oh, Know. Yeah. Sang Moon Bay mm. and Sung You'll Know, two guys who, before they went, because you talked about KJ Choi, but KJ Choi did his military service, then he, then he went out on tour, did his thing. But before you know, they went to do the military service, Great, you know, really good players. Uh, really Sang good Moon players. is the top of his game. Sang Moon, top of his game. It went, I think he won. Didn't he win a PJ Tour event? Uh, he won Napa. And, and then they go, and now they're coming back, and they're just not the same. And I, I read an article, I retweeted it from a guy who talked about, like, you're, it kind of depends on 
when you go in that mil- in the military, what happens? Um, I, I think it was uh, one of the one of the guys. I can't remember which one. Basically, was a rifleman. He was like a a, a, yeah, a sniper, and he never got to pick up a golf club in basically two freaking years. And the other guy basically worked a desk job and did get to pick up a golf club. And so it just kind of depends on what happens. But you can imagine at the pro level, if you're not picking up a golf club in two years, it doesn't matter how talented you are. When you come back and you get those limited opportunities on tour to get it back, it's not likely. So it is a lot of opportunity and a lot of pressure. Um, and yeah. I've got some, I've got some good Intel on Siwoo that we'll get to here in a second, because, uh, you may be hearing some things about his opportunity that is not actually true. Um, so we'll talk about that in a minute, but that's, that's what we're talking about. I mean, these guys are looking yeah. at Sang Moon Bay and Sung Yul Know and going, I don't yeah. want that to happen to me. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want that to happen to those two dudes. Um, and uh, the other day I was playing with somebody, I was like, where, where is Sung Yul Know? Um, and, and maybe, I think he's just playing on the Asian tour right now, or the Japan tour, uh, and I'm sure he's doing well, but, I mean, that guy was a world beater, I believe he got an exemption into the Masters, or, or whatever, he got one into the British as well, and, uh, he came over to the PGA Tour and kept his card, but, um, Sang Moons, I mean, I see him, uh, pulling his, uh, bag out of the, uh, you know, the rental Kia, um, and, uh, every week on the Corn Ferry Tour when I'm out there, and, uh, I'm just like, I played with him when he was on the PGA Tour, it was, it was filthy, and I, I do hear they get to play a decent amount of golf when they, when they go in, um, but it's, it's still a situation where he was, I mean, he was definitely top 30 in the world, he won, like, five yeah. times or something, I yeah. mean, I'm sure I might be off by a little bit, but he was, uh, one of the best Korean players on the tour, if not the best at the time, and, uh, it's just, and I believe he made a fairly sizable contribution to the Korean government and they still told him to um pack your bags. Um so um but yeah anyways, see Sang Moon every week, not even really being in contention much on the Corn Ferry tour, just shows you that uh somebody said, Oh, he was playing with a general every other day, you know, and uh, I just don't think that was the case. Probably not happening. Um he he, he yeah, probably not. He he just didn't get the uh opportunity to grind it like I think it was like Nona where he lived and you know, he signed with Henrik Stenson and Graham McDowell and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, we, uh, we want, we want our boy Sung Jay, um, to, um, to stay out on the PGA tour. I think he's great for the yeah, game. Yeah. And, uh, he's just that, that, uh, watching, I could watch that tempo all day long. And, um, listen, I want him to yeah, medal. I, I want him to medal. You know, I, I don't want him, I, oh, I don't, yeah. I don't want him, so I, I'm not going to bet him to win at, at 30 to one at this point. Um, I already jumped and I will say I already jumped on him at a bigger number. So that's why I'm not, but I, I don't love the 30 to one as much as I did. Like I said, I yeah. like the, I like the top 10 at plus two thirty. If you want to play him on DraftKings, I think that's fair in the nine K range. Um, my, my other favorite here is, is, uh, is going to be Neiman. He's 25 to one on points bet outright. I like that. And I like the top 10 number, uh, at plus two thirty. With, with this field and with this event and a lot of variability here, I think a top ten. I think top ten bets make a lot of sense here this week. So Neiman at, at twenty five to one is the other one for me. And in that nine yeah. k range on DraftKings, um, you know, I think my favorite plays here are going to be Neiman and probably Hovland up at ninety nine hundred. I know you've already talked about big, you know, big Victor Hovland, and then Paul yeah. Casey's right there at ninety five hundred on DraftKings as well. I've heard you mention his name a couple times, so. Mm-hmm. Those are my guys, ne- Neiman and Hovland on DraftKings, and uh, and and Neiman, um, you know, really Neiman in this range in terms of betting. Okay. Yes. Um. So, and you're talking about which range from from twenty from thirty like, to one and up, like twenty to one to fifty to one. 
right. Um, you got Sung Jay in there, thirty. Um, yeah, obviously Sung Jay's total. I mean, Shane Lowry shown some nice stuff yeah. lately. I I don't hate that bet because man, can he he can do anything around the greens and off that uh that Zoysia, I think he's just gonna. I think he'll he'll just just be just hitting the ball any direction at any spin rate and hot trash that he wants. Ooh, um, trash. You know, Tom, Tommy, Tommy Fleetwood, dude. Yeah. Like, he, he doesn't get the respect that, that, uh, he deserves. He, he was obviously last year at the, at the top. So I'm, I'm, you know, Sung Jay Fleetwood. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go a little wild with, uh, Christian Bezidnacht. Um, mm-hmm. my, uh, girlfriend, uh, is friends with his caddy who played at Columbus State. I live in Columbus, Georgia. This guy, I mean, Christian Zaynohad, he's been... He's killing um, it. He's been globetrotting, killing it. So yep. I think he's comfortable no matter where he goes. Um, I mean, uh, let's I like see. That. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, Higo set the, the record with the lowest number ever in uh, European tour history, but... Um, I, I think I'm not in on Higo yet. I, I'm not in on Higo. Yeah. I think I prefer Guido with what he's done in the majors. I mean, yeah, Higo popped up and won. The, the random yeah. the random tournament that we don't name here on tour junkies we don't name that tournament at congaree um but I, I like guido better so i was gonna move on to the next range kind of that 50 to 1 up to 100 to 1 or, or you know just short of 100 to 1 and talk about guido first i i just think if we're looking at guido at 55 to 1 on DraftKings, higo at 50 I just think I'd rather have the guy who could possibly hook up with with uh, alex morgan um, who finished, you know, fourth at the U.S. Open, thirteenth uh, at the Travelers. Uh, um, this kid's got some chops. Now, didn't didn't play the Open very well, but I mean, Higo just hasn't proven it on the PJ Tour after the victory. He's gone miscut, miscut, forty first, miscut. I just would rather have the extra, you know, five points with Guido yeah. and a little bit of that. I, I think Guido's got some. I mean, Higo's twenty one. I get it, but. I, I think Guido's got a little extra swag. I, I just think he's yeah, got a little yeah. extra. He swag. does, and, and and doing well at. I'm just impressed with anybody that can ball out in U.S. Open at Tory. Um, I just think that just shows that you are a bomber and you hit straight, and yeah. you obviously can pot on cauliflower. Um, so, um, but yeah, Higo, you know, he set. The, I think he set the the scoring record at the Canary Islands event. Um, yeah over there i mean he went absolutely ham um but um but me, yeah like that takes care of my little bit and that that chunk of it and i i really want to talk about some guys in this next wave well let me talk about siwoo like, i got yeah. i gotta hit siwoo he's our boy siwoo kim i'm wearing the i'm wearing the siwoo Nice. I'm wearing the Siwoo t-shirt which by the way uh you need to get I'll on yeah you need to get on tourjunkies.com <laughs> Get that Siwoo t-shirt, uh, get it going. We got, we got a fresh batch of them. We sold out of the first run. And then, um, you know, so we got new ones in the shop. And you can get that. If you're a Nut Hut member, you get 20% off your purchase. Get the Siwoo shirts. Um, they're fantastic and, and represent our boy. I, we all know this is a Siwoo Kim podcast. We, we freaking love Siwoo Kim. We've heard many of stories about Siwoo Kim. He's, he's a walking electric factory. He's uh he's just a he's just a great he's just a stud. And now here's middle something. seat on a Southwest fight the day after he won the players. All I gotta say, middle seat, yeah, middle seat Southwest. All right, let's talk about him. You talk about pressure, right? Because we talked about the Sung Jae Siwoo Kim. 
Hideki, those are probably the three guys that have the most pressure in this entire field. I think Siwoo and Sungjae the most, right? With the military service pending. Um, The kid won the players as, he was like, how old was he? He was like 20. 21. Did did he have armpit hair? When he he got his corn card, or tour card through the corn, he was like 18 or 19 or something. Yeah. Like, I think they had to like even like make him wait a little bit. It was was insane. It was insane. The, the, The guy doesn't I, I don't think he I think he's proven that he can play under pressure. Now we do know this of Siwu that when he cares, he's pretty pretty damn good. When he doesn't yeah. care, he can he, he can kind of be a little bit of a loose cannon, who knows? Yeah. Obviously him and Sung Jay skipped the open championship to be prepared, to be ready to play this thing, to be ready to to you know to go to the course. I'm sure they've scoped it out. I'm sure they're well rested. I'm sure they're practiced up. They're ready to go. I think from a you know from a scoring standpoint, Siwoo is is set up better to play well here than, for example, Sungjae because I think Siwoo go, will do better in these birdie fest events where it's just be aggressive, bomb it out there, hit some hit some greens and and, and make some putts. I think Sungjae has shown that he can do that. Uh, fun fact that I learned about I'm sorry Siwoo. Fun fact that I learned about Siwoo today. Because Siwoo has his green card, according to his caddy, Brian uh, Varnish, or Brian Vernish, Varnish, according total to ledge, buddy, total legend, good, good buddy of mine. great player, by the way, according to Brian, um, talking to our good friend, caddy house, John Radhouse, who is in the nut hut as well, um, told John that because Siwoo has his green card, he can actually wait until 35 to serve his military service. So that's a fact. I feel like that's, that's a massive fact. I feel like that's just a win right now. It just I was happy about that already this week because I don't want to mm-hmm. I don't want to envision life without Siwoo for the next six to seven, eight, nine years on the tour. So I think that's Can't good. That probably takes a little bit off of him. You know, but wow. you cannot you you cannot assume that Sung Jay or Siwoo are going into this golf tournament saying, you know what, if it doesn't happen this year, I got I got four years from now. Because hell you know, Will, like how fast this shit can change, right? Like you can be the man right now for South Korea. And in four years, you are forgotten or you are, you are, you are nothing or you're, you're freaking, you're lost, right? So these guys cannot. The the next crop is, they're waiting. They're coming. (laughs) Right there. They're coming every year. They are coming. You cannot assume that Siwoo and Sungjae, you know, Sungjae being so young, Siwoo have until he's 35. Like you can't assume that these guys are uh, you know are 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 thinking that way brian also said that siwoo's girlfriend who's a really good golfer has played this course multiple times and knows this course well and uh he gave it colonial kind of vibes which is interesting um kind of kind of gave it colonial vibes i also heard tommy fleetwood say it kind of gave him quail hollow vibes but um anyway i think that's important to know yeah they are kind of aren't they i think that's important to know about sung jay or siwoo so Siwoo was 70 to 1 when I sent out that tweet a couple weeks ago. I grabbed him at 70 to 1. You can get him right now on points bet at 60 to 1 uh, outright and uh, 3 to 1 as a top 10. I think the 3 to 1 number is a lock for a top 10. And I, I, I think you bet him at 60 to 1. I, I wish you would have got him at 70 to 1. If you, if you saw my tweet, maybe you made it happen. But I think you still jump on it at 60 to 1. I'm a believer. I'm not going to think that these guys are going to buckle. After skipping the open, after preparing mentally, physically, scoping out this guy, I don't think these boys are going to buckle under the pressure. Uh, with no fans, they're, they're going to go out there and take care of business. So um, mm-hmm. let's hope it happens. I'm all in on Siwoo. 
That 61 is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think he's ready. And, and, you know, he's got a little fire in him, too, man. He's he's not your average. Uh, he's got fire. He's got fire. He'll yeah. show his uh, – he shows that he, he'll, he'll snap a club or two, and I like that. Um, <laughs> I like what Nick A says. Nick A says, Siwoo, please steal Alex Morgan <laughs> from her husband and be a U.S. citizen for the people. Yeah, that's a great yeah, plan. I hope Sungjae can do do something similar. Come that's on, bud. Great, that's a great plan. <laughs> Let's go. All right, who else are your names? You like you like you said you like a number of names in here. Who you like? Um, I saw. I already went over the Fleetwood, but we're past that group. What I'm going with. Um, I like Mackenzie Hughes. Um, yeah, I, Mackenzie, I like that. Mackenzie Hughes has been playing really well. Um, I think he's going to bring Canada uh, a medal. I really do. I think he's just become. Um, a total stud. I mean, he's all he's been in the mix a lot lately in in majors. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I got the good fortune of playing with Jonathan Vegas um, a fair amount of times. Yeah, and uh, flights it, bombs it, yeah, puts it well, plays great under pressure. Um, Do you think? Here I am. I, I I had both of those names, and I like both of them. Um, and both of them yeah. also plus three fifty to to uh, to top ten. So if you don't want them outright, yeah. you can get them plus three fifty to top ten. In terms of Vegas, he was uh, he was a hundred to one. He's he's been shortened down to seventy to one is the best number you can get on him on DraftKings. What do you think? Because I like Vegas. He is playing well. I feel like he's a guy. What is he? He's got like four PJ Tour victories or four career victories between Tour and Corn Ferry. Like the guy can win, and he's mm-hmm. been playing against the best in the world for a long time. Kept his card. You know, mm-hmm. if we talk about this tournament being one of those with a lot of variance and a lot of variability, there's no course history not that, that, that not many guys... Field. Yeah, like, what do you, how do you feel about him, though, coming late on a Sunday, getting on a plane from the 3M and getting here? Um, yeah, you're losing a lot of hours there. Um, and he has been playing a lot lately, but I think when you're in good form, you're in good form. Yeah. Um, Unlike Patrick Reed, who we talked about earlier, um, not in the best form. Yeah. But yeah, Vegas T11 at the Deer, um, obviously played really well this past weekend at the 3M finished runner-up. Could have won it. Uh, had a runner-up at, at uh, the tournament we will not talk about. So I mean, the dude's got two runner-ups in his last four events. Definitely plays. Playing good. Um, <laughs> he's playing very nicely. Yeah, I mean, P. Reed, she just can never count him out. Uh, but yeah, you with can. those yeah. odds, without those odds, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, uh, that's that's it's just a little steep. Um, I mean, let's see who else we got here. Yeah, you got a few guys in the comments mentioned Munoz. I like it. Um, yep. How he gets so far past parallel and squares that thing up, I do not know. I wish I had that kind of flexibility. But, um, you know, uh, he's Columbia's next baller. And, uh, yeah. Um, but, I mean, okay, I just think a guy like Thomas Peters, Jonathan Vegas, I, I put those two together when it comes to bombshells. I mean, Peters is obviously one of the premier bombshells. Um, is that Nina Bar playing, by the way? No, he's um, not. He's not. Yeah, that no. guy. Um, well, um, yeah, I just I love the Thomas Peters bet. I mean, I especially think, on top ten. I think uh, I like Thomas Peters. I think I like for for talking DraftKings. Okay, let's talk DraftKings in terms of DFS. I think I would rather have the Belgian Thomas Dietrich, um, who also hits it plenty long. But uh, I think closer to winning than Thomas Peters has been has been lately. Lost in the playoff to Minwoo Lee at the Scottish Open the week before the Open Championship. Him and Matt Fitzpatrick were in that playoff. 
Uh, finished runner-up again at the Porsche European Open. He's had Detri. Four, yeah, Detri did. Four top tens on the season. He's at 7,500 on DraftKings uh, if you're playing DFS. So I think he's an interesting name. I think when it comes down to it, like a, I think either one of the Belgians could close the door. Um, uh, Belgium, Bel- Belgians, yeah. I think either one of them could close the door if they were, if they were in contention um, to win. Mm-hmm. Peters probably does have a little more probably does have a little more win equity, I guess. Um, but I like Detry and he, I, he was one of the ones that I tweeted on, on over the weekend. He was 125 to one when I tweeted him, he's at 80 to one. Now, some of that's obviously the book adjusting for, for the big names being out. But I also think that people have been betting him a little bit because he's, he's in good form and he's a class player. So I kind of like him in this range. I love your Johnny Vegas call. I love your, your Hughes call. Munoz is one that's interesting to me. You had him at 100 to 1. I'll see your Munoz and I'll I'll raise you a guy you're probably quite familiar with and that's Mito per, per, Pereira, Pereira? Pereira. Yes, um, I like yeah, Mito yeah, a lot. Another just the way I I got paired with him. Well, I played nine holes with him in a practice round at the uh, BMW and um super nice guy. Um, amazingly athletic through the ball. Um, I mean, his spine angle is just wild. It's very Neiman-esque. And, Those guys uh, in Chile, right now, man. Now he's, hmm? Those guys in Chile, they know how to, like, stay in their posture, huh? Man, it's crazy. It helped me uh, hit 24 or 28 fairways last oh, okay. Uh, week. okay. It, it didn't. Uh, I mean, I don't think I was seeing in my posture as well as they are. But uh, but in my head, I was. You were. Um, but I wasn't making the H-12-footers like uh, or my boy uh, uh kenny bowles ben coles and uh and um andrew novak yeah you know, watching people drip in birdie putts when you know i'd have eight feet they'd have six feet and normally i was on the same line so i'd miss on high and they dead center anyways um but yeah mito uh, just by watching him hit the ball and he's already gotten off to a good start in the few starts that he's had i think he's already made about 400k um he uh, he's just grown a lot. I mean, he's only twenty five. I think he was born in ninety five. I believe late ninety five. God dang, man! That's, yeah, that's that, pisses, that pisses me off. And um, yeah, I just uh, I, I love. I, he he's ready. He, he's ready. Me just the man. And and if if you don't take him on a top ten at uh you know plus six hundred, I think you're a you're a looney tune in well, I mean, this field. Yeah, the guy earned a battlefield exemption on the Corn Ferry Tour, which is is not hard not easy to do the last one to do it was wesley Bryan. um so so you know he can close the door and win a golf tournament against some of the best golfers on the planet which that's what you get with the corn ferry tour he comes out on the pj tour and and i remember reading his press conference clip at the rocket mortgage where he just said hey listen i'm coming out here to get a feel for what this is i don't have any expectations i'm here to just soak it in and he misses the cut no big deal then comes back at the John Deere, finishes 34th. Kind of got his sea legs under him a little bit, built up a little bit of confidence. And I remember after that week, I was all over him for the Barbasol, and I was all over him for the 3M where he finished 5th and 6th in Birdie Fest, say, yeah, where, where his tee to green game was incredible. I mean, in, in, at the Barbasol, he gained like almost 11 strokes tee to green. 3M was a little, a little worse. He gained probably 5, almost 5, but the putter was hotter. He is one of those coming from Minnesota straight to the course. But he's just hot right now, and like you said, six to one top ten is incredible. He was 150 to one over the weekend. Now he's down to 100 to one on on uh, both points bet and DK. 
I think he's a DraftKings play, and I think he's a top ten, you know, long shot that everybody should consider. Yeah. And he's got a great uh, mental attitude going into these events that he's got this year because they're just like a, a blessing to him, you know. Like, not that he doesn't feel like he deserves to be there, but he's freewheeling it a lot more than these other dudes for sure. Yep. Um, all right, let's stay in that range, kind of the bomb range. Let's keep it going. I, I do think that a name to pay attention to, especially in DraftKings DFS, is uh, Rikuya Hoshino, the uh, Japanese tour stud. I mean, the guy's, he's, one of, he's, he's the other player other than Hideki representing Japan. He's had five, five victories on the Japan tour, and he's actually ranked like 85th or something, or 87th or 86th in the world. He's right there in the mid 80s uh, world golf ranking. So very sneaky there for uh, for Hoshino. And so obviously he's he's probably got some familiarity with this golf course being on the being full time on the Japan yeah. tour. Uh, they haven't played an event here technically, but I'm sure he's he's played here. He's at 130 yeah. to one on DraftKings outright, which might be a little long uh, for, for this, for this field for him, but he's seven to one as a top 10. And again, I think he's a DraftKings DFS play, especially in those GPPs at 7,300 right there between kind of Johnny Vegas and Mito. So, uh, Rikuya Hoshino is one that I think folks need to pay attention to. Yeah. He's going to get a lot of support. Are there going to be crowds? I read an article this morning that they were thinking about it now. As far as I know, no, there, there are not any crowds. Um, yeah, they spent all this money on these beautiful venues, and then you're not getting any crowds. Yeah. Now, obviously, this golf, I'm just glad this golf course is already here as opposed to Rio. Now that's become yeah. a freaking parking lot. Um, yeah. But um, this Ryan Fox got bombs at two. Ryan Fox um, is one that caught my eye in DraftKings. I don't know if I want to bet him. Um, no, he hasn't really done anything worldwide in a while, but um, he's in all the big events. But yeah, anyways, I like to go with guys that are uh, more freewheeling and guys that have ties to the country that they're playing in. So, um, yeah. And I, I know, I know a little bit about the European tour players. Um, I know to Henrik Norlander, uh, yeah. really well, he's got a great golf game. I, I'm um, glad you brought him up. I was going to talk about him. Hen- Henrik's a member at champions retreat where yeah. I play. I'm a friend. I'm a friend of Hendrix. Um, He's the man. And he's a ball striker. You know, when you talk about, you know, if precision is the game here and if hitting these fairways, like let's say, we don't know, but I mean, I wonder if Will, as soft as these conditions are, and with the rain projected, I mean, I know this isn't the PGA Tour, but I, I wonder if this will be a lift, clean, and place situation where these guys have to, you know, are going to really have a premium on putting in the fairway to be able to place their ball if they're that wet. I don't know, or maybe the zoysia just drains really well and it's not a problem. Maybe the hurricane or typhoon, whatever, misses everybody and we don't get the weather that we're expected. But Henrik is a ball striking machine. Hits it 290 up a Nat's ass every single tee. And then he's going to pound his irons. He's one of the best iron players on tour. The guy just can't putt. But what have we seen? The Open Championship, Morikawa, can't putt. All of a sudden, he has a week where he putts, right? Cam Champ, last week, statistically one of the worst putters in the game. Missing cuts left and right. What happens? He finishes one week where the putter gets high. We talk about this all the time, that the putting is, is very, very variable, right? And it can change. If Henrik has one good week on bent grass, which is a pure grass, if he has one good week, the guy has the chops. He's been in contention on the PGA Tour in one of the final groups a couple of times now on Sunday. He's 150. Did you say, did you say Cam Smith? Who did you say? I, can't, I said Cam Champ last week. Cam Terrible Champ. putter. Yeah, yeah, All yeah, of a sudden, yeah. he's first in the field in putting, and he wins, right? 
Like exactly. Norlander, he's outside the top 200. Yeah, Norlander is one of those guys that hits it so well. Uh, like better than than average on tour, it, even though the tour is made up of ball strikers, he's that good of a ball striker. Yes. He's seven to one top ten, which I love. I know Hendrick's been over there early. He was over there a week or so early, getting his game ready, getting familiar with mm-hmm. the course, uh, ready to go. He's one fifty to one on points bet, and I think he's definitely at, in play on on DraftKings at like sixty sixty eight hundred on DraftKings. Um, last time out, finished fifth at the Barbasol. You know. But I just think Henrik at seven to one as a top ten is pretty pretty good. That is damn good, and um, yeah, he he just uh, he has hot weeks, and, uh, and he can't he can't be beat sometimes with his ball striking. So um, I'm sure he's been working his butt off with different you know grips and putter lengths and weightings and all that stuff. So um, you know I'm sure Henrik's just stoked to be there and. Uh, Soon he'll be a guy that's uh, gets talked talked about a lot more and will get a little more respect in a field like this. But um, you know, we haven't seen anything out of CT Pan lately, so um, yeah, pro- probably fade him. Although the top ten number is pretty nice. Um, I mean, I but, think a top yeah. ten number on a regular PGA Tour player down here yeah. in this range gets interesting because yeah. you just don't have a deep field and. You know, a guy like yeah, CT Pan. Yeah, I mean, a guy like CT Pan can top ten a lot of different places. Being a regular on the PJ Tour, being a winner on the PJ Tour, um, so mm-hmm. it's it's interesting. I have one more name here, Will, and that's my one of my favorite guys because I I danced with him drunk one night. And he's a, he's a Georgia Bulldog, and his name is Sepp Straka, representing Austria. That uh, oh, yeah. he, oh, he's, yeah. he's not one on the PJ Tour, but he hits it a mile. Um. And when he's on, he's had top tens on tour. He's two fifty mm-hmm. to one on DraftKings for outright, and he's twelve to one for a top ten. And he is definitely a cheap option. I mean, listen, no cut event. So you're in terms of DFS. Obviously, it's a no cut event, so you're guaranteed four rounds unless somebody gets COVID or has to withdraw or whatever. So you're going to get set for four rounds. Sep may make a ton of bogeys. Okay, he's going to make some, if he's not on his best game, he's going to make a ton of bogeys. But while he's doing that, he's also going to make a ton of birdies. He's he's yeah. like I said, he's very long. He takes advantage of par fives. He's going to have short numbers into some of these par fours. Um, and, and when he's on, though, he's shown that he can top ten on the PGA Tour. Most recently at the Travelers back in June, the form has not been great for for Sep. It was much better earlier in the year and in the swing season. But he's he's shown because he's got a number of top tens that when he's on he can do it. And in this event, I think he's a steal in DraftKings at sixty four hundred, and I think he's a very I mean a total bomb in a field Absolutely. of sixty players at twelve to one to top ten. Yeah, I, I love the swing. Um, I played in the little um, uh, an event with him in Birmingham, Alabama, which he lives now with his uh, wife, I believe. Um, and yeah, they're, they're married now. Um, he swings left, left uh, so well, and uh, this guy's going to be a mainstay on the PGA Tour for a very long time. And with these odds, yeah, he's a DraftKings just absolute home run. I mean, shoot, we're almost to the bottom of the page here. And uh, so, yeah, I think Seb is a great call. I played a lot of golf with him, super cool guy. And uh, he's his buddies are my buddies, and um, he's just a big, strong dude. And 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 he just the way he gets around, you know, rotates that body in that in that cone, like Tom Watson says. I mean, it's just so simple. And 
and he hits it forever. Hits and the course so that fun. I played with him at yeah. was a was a was a Fazio. So, um, and he kicked our asses that day. The, um, so, um, yeah, <laughs> the last four events he's played, um, he's actually, despite three of them missing the cut, he's gained strokes. He's gained, gained birdies on the field. So, you know, I got, I got my boy, Daniel beta up here, the Aussie, Aussie DB in here in the chat talking about his piss poor form. But listen, he, he, that's what I'm saying in the no cut event format, you get four days of him. You get to save the, the, the $6,400 price tag in terms of DFS. But he is a birdie maker, and he is a bomber. And if this golf course is super soft and wide open and not very penal from the rough, you got these long par fives, you got these, these gettable par fours. Like, I'm just saying, Sep presents a guy who could score more DraftKings points than maybe you know, his finish position may indicate. Like, sure, maybe he finishes 20th, 25th, you know, but he's yeah, 15th. His home courses are Fazio's. His home courses are Fazio's. Look at that. So he's a Fazio guy. Um, I just think, I think Sepp's a good value down there at 6,500. And if he has a great week, the 12 to one top 10 is, is very interesting. Um, I do have a few matchups. I'm interested to get your side on here, Will. And I didn't prepare you for this. So here we go. Um, on DraftKings, some head to head matchups, which we normally don't get these, this, this, at this time of, of week, but here we go. Thomas Peters. I got a feeling where you're going to go here. Thomas Peters is an underdog. Plus 110 against Alex Noren, minus 140. I'm assuming you would take Thomas Peters here against Alex Noren straight up. I mean, his, what's Noren's form look like lately? Because he was like ninth in the world two, three years ago. Now I feel like we haven't seen his name as much. He finished T4 um, at the Rocket Mortgage, then he followed up with a miscut at the John Deere and a miscut at the Open. Like, he's kind of been... Um, I mean, he's been decent uh, this this season. The the T four was definitely his best finish uh, in twenty twenty one. Yeah, I think you, you definitely got to take Peters there. I just um, think it's a good value on Thomas it, Peters. That was one I looked at, and I was kind of like, yeah, I think I like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, Peters is a dog, and that is. Um, I mean, because um, Norin was outside the top five hundred in the world, maybe even up close to a thousand uh, six years ago or so. No, it was. Like, Five years ago, something crazy. He, he he made the biggest jump in like you know world golf ranking history. I mean, it just was a freaking you know. I mean, how quickly he rose it was meteoric, and uh, but that seems to have kind of flattened out. And uh, he's not playing uh, as as well as he uh, was for a while. And I'm surprised he hasn't won in America yet. Um, but uh, but yeah, Thomas Peters is just he's just too much of a bomber for this type of golf course. I I, I much. Head to head, and my buddy the caddy for me in um, Springfield, the first of the two Springfields of the Corn Ferry last week. He asked me on, um, he asked me seven head to heads, and uh, we hit all seven. So, okay. um, and some of them were some of them, some of them were dogs. Um, so, well, uh, you know, even though we missed my cut, my caddy uh, left the place <laughs> impressed with me. <laughs> well, I love a good uh, underdog head to head matchup. I- I'm going to give you two more real quick, and then we're going to move on to some corn fairy conversation with Will. I do like Siwoo Kim. Pl- we've talked about him ad nauseum here. Plus 100 over Garrick Higo at minus 120. I think that's insane. I've already talked about Siwoo extensively, but Higo is unproven past that win at the at the tournament that will not be named. I think he's getting too much credit here. So I like Siwoo at plus 100. And then me and Will both like Mac Hughes. Uh, we also both like Johnny Vegas. But in this matchup, Hughes is an underdog, plus 100 over Johnny Vegas at minus 125. That one to me is kind of the closest one of these three that I like. 
but the plus money on Hughes, who is playing well, who didn't just fly over from Minnesota, uh, you know, at the last minute, I think is an interesting long shot if you want to take a plus number on a matchup. So Matt Hughes plus 100 over Johnny Vegas at minus 125. Those are three head-to-head matchups I'm looking at right now on DraftKings Sportsbook that I think look interesting. Um, Will? Want to take the dog. Want to take the dog. Let's, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's get into, <clears throat> as I choke, let's get into some Corn Fairy Tour stuff, buddy. Yeah, sounds good. I want to know, let's, let's actually do this first. I want to talk about the Corn Fairy studs to watch. You've got the, the new season, the new PGA Tour season starts, I mean, five minutes after it ends, right? Um, mm-hmm. And it's going to start in September, I, although I haven't seen the new schedule come out yet, but it'll start in September. And every year we see this. We see you know, the, the 50 guys or whatever that get their tour card from the Corn Ferry Tour and get into the PGA Tour, and they show up at a lot of these events, uh, you know, and there's, and there's like, like 100 to 1. Yeah, and they're 100 to 1, or they're like 6,800 on DraftKings, or, you know, and there's, yeah. there's a few that are going to be known commodities, right? Your Steven Yeagers, your Mito, who's already made it on, your Grayson Sig, your Davis Riley, your Will Zalatoris. Like, those are your, your known commodities on the, that are, are going to make that jump. But give the people, you're out there every week playing with these guys. You've been playing with these guys for years. You've played on the PGA Tour for years. You've made plenty of money on the PGA Tour. Like, you did well on the PGA Tour. You know what it takes to go out there and contend on the PGA Tour. So give us a handful of names that you think people need to be paying attention to that maybe not, maybe a little less known. Um, I mean... I got paired with him last week, and he's somebody that I was just talking to my caddy about. I was like, this dude, nobody knows about. I mean, I'm sure, I mean, obviously just his uh, close friends, but Andrew Novak has got freakish talent, and he just does, he plays fast, he rolls it good, he hits the same shot every time, it's a one-yard fade, and he, when he needs to carry his 6-iron 205, um, and he's very good at playing to the safe side too. He's very good at stomping on mid to long irons just to make sure they cover the crap. And he, uh, extremely straight off the tee bombs it. I love, um, Novak's game. Um, I like, uh, Lee Hodges a ton. Um, I think a guy like Davis Riley or Grayson Sig, uh, are going to be guys that, um, are going to be just auto. Um, but um, now that Chad Ramey, I mean, he's just, he's blown the doors off of it. Seeing he's sitting at third right now, even though Mito, does he count or not? I don't really know. Well, um, so yeah, Mito is second. technically at second. So Ramey's third in yeah. the point standings at the moment. Yeah, so it'd be hard to, it'd be hard to avoid him, but, but it's, it's not a household name. Um, no, nobody's uh, talking about Ramey. I've not heard one yeah. person mention Chad Ramey. Yeah, and he's dirty. Um, I haven't had the good fortune of playing with him, but uh, I know his caddy, and uh, he's his caddy's caddy for uh, Munoz. Um, and uh, but a guy like uh, Lee Hodges, I think Svensson doesn't get the uh, credit that he deserves. Um, Lipsky's a worldwide player that um, is. Uh, I think he'll his odds won't be great, but but my my two main ones are. Um, Novak and Lee Hodges. And it's not just because Lee Hodges is an Alabama boy and grew up playing on the junior tour that my dad started uh, 16 years ago. Um, I teed him off when he was 13 years old. And he made the jump from the redheaded stepchild of UAB to Alabama. Um, To to UT. They love that. 
Um, what about or UAT? Right, UAT. What about guys sitting outside the top twenty-five that you yeah. think are going to show out in the finals and likely find them? You know, that, that you look at and just go, man, like the guy's game is built for the PGA Tour. He's ready, and it'd be a shame to see him not get it done in the finals. Yeah, um, I mean, I think Peter Uline he yeah. has not played many events. Um, he's only played sixteen. And he's still right in it. Um, I thought it was funny that he won an event on a course where the road that goes into the course is uh, Uline Boulevard. Oh, dang. Um, I didn't know that. Like, I'm like, no big deal. Um, name after his dad, I guess, because uh, he was the CEO of a cushion. And um, let's see, Carl Yuan from China gives it sure, a hell of a lash. Um, oh, you, I've never uh, heard of him. Carl, Carl Yuan, yeah. Um, uh, and then Ben Coles, he's got that putting grip. I love the putting grip of guys that hold it when their hands are just like, I mean, the thumbs are like dead even. I love the look of that. Um, he does that. Um, I think, uh, guys like, uh, Ben Coles are going to come out and just go absolutely ham. Um, so I'm really, really excited to see if he can maintain his position. And, and I really think he will. Um, so Let's see where my boy Roberto Diaz is. But yeah, yeah, go ahead. All right, so let me ask you a question. So, so Novak, these are the names you mentioned. Novak, Hodges, Riley, Sig, Ramey, Svensson, Lipsky, Uline, Yuan, uh, and Coles. Give yeah, me but an the I- main ones are Novak and, you know, the more Hodges types. Yeah, yeah. Give me an idea of these guys in terms of what they do well. Like, I, I would assume most guys on the PJ Tour or on the Corn Ferry Tour, they hit it a freaking mile. Any of these yeah. guys that you say, oh no, that guy doesn't really hit it a mile. Like he's just more of your, your, you know, your Jordan Spieth, your your Abe answer. Like hit it up the Nats. Although Jordan Spieth's not really doing that right now. Like hit it dead straight, and they they just make a butt ton of putts, and their short game's amazing. Like give me some of those. Of any of those names you gave me, are are those those guys? Ben Coles is that is that kind of it? Ben would be the main speed type, yeah. I mean, his his game is really similar to speed. All these guys have one-way misses as well. Like, when I played my best, it was a one-way miss. Um, and because um, once you're aiming left and start pulling, pull-hooking it, yeah. Um, but this guy, he, he knows he can aim up the left and it ain't going left. Um, same thing with... Uh, same thing with um, uh, the baller that I played with last week, Novak. Um, he never, I mean, so if, if anything, he overcuts it, but when he wants to hammer one, um, he can hit a little draw. So, um, most of these guys kind of lay back and then when they need to stomp on when they do it, it was kind of, kind of boo weekly esque. Um, you know, a lot of the guys kind of chip it around, chip it around, chip it around, and then they stomp one. Um, this McGreevy said Cameron Young won two in a row. Um, I know I'm mentioning I'm mentioning a lot of names, but uh, no, I just the, the, the real sleepers are are Hodges and Novak and and, and Novak and um if I'm I want to try to give you three Svensson um, Svensson yeah Svensson's also one but I, I think he's probably a l- little more household he's than, been on the tour I think he's been on the tour before so yeah I remember yeah, him once, I remember him yeah mm-hmm. and didn't blow the doors off of it still been close to half a million though. Um, you had this Cameron Young kid who won two in a row. He's kind of slowed down since, but he's still dirty. Um, and uh, guys like that won twice last year and kind of been stagnant. I'm not as high on um, Jared Wolf. Um, 
Nick Hardy's sick. Um, Nick Hardy but, but yeah, seems anyways. like a kid that's got chops. Like he's just yeah, he, he seems like a kid yeah. who's got a lot of fire in the belly. He qualified for the waste yeah. waste management. I remember watching him play that. And he yeah. just seems like a competitor. Um, yes, he is, and, and he's got he's got the attitude for it. He's mm-hmm. very focused. Um, he he uh, hits it a long ways when he wants to. Yeah. Um, and the guy's got freaky power, Seth Reeves. But yeah. I'm I'm really rooting for my boy Ben Coles, but I don't think his odds are going to be nearly as good as like a Lee Hodges. Um, I'm definitely going to load up on Lee Hodges the first uh, three or four tournaments. Um, so yeah, uh, I like it. But there's a lot of guys on here that have already played at a pretty big stage that you know it's not going to be as sweet odds. Um, I can't wait to see how many times Curtis Thompson gets fined. I hope they publicize that. Um, man, he's got he's got some hilarious. Hilarious self-deprecating terms. Um, but uh, can you share any of those? Yeah. Do you have any of those? I mean, we we may all lose our polo sponsorships. Um, <laughs> oh God! No. Oh, oh. oh, so he's he's oh. gonna be on he's gonna be on watch, huh? He better have a good agent. He needs a good agent. Oh yeah, he needs a good oh, agent. Yeah. Damage, caddy. Damage control. Damage control. Yikes. Um, Yikes. Roberto Diaz is sick. I mean, he's really he's got a hold up in these last two though. Um, he's sitting at 24. Justin Lauer is a great, a great story. Eric Barnes has been a guy that's been so solid. He was the guy that was stacking, uh, stocking shelves at 2 a.m. to help his family during the pandemic. And then he's gone on to make uh, um, $253,000. So, um, you know, he's not in the top 25 right now. It's not a lock that he's going to get his card. But, um, yeah, just uh, there's it's just a great list of guys. Schnaudjans, you know, Ollie, obviously yeah. he's 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 a household name. I'm that two iron stinger. I see on YouTube every time I open it up. Um <laughs> and that is a six shot tracer. Yeah. Um Talk to so, me about talk to me about the rest of the year on the Corn Ferry Tour. So talk to me about yeah, like dude, the, dude. the remaining events, the like what your uh what you know about those golf courses or, or yeah, I don't know. Like just give me a, give me a couple names to watch for the remaining events and then tell us about what's going on with you. Okay. Um, the last two are Utah and Omaha. I play the course at Utah. Um, pretty funny story from a few years ago. Uh, I shot 59 in Utah, but it was at Willow Creek in 2013, which was, I used to be able to putt, remember? Um, and, uh, but it's not at the same golf course, unfortunately. But this parking lot holds about 40 cars. You got 312 play, play, players and caddies trying to find somewhere to park. And this lady, I, I show up about, I'm a late, late show up guy. I just want, I need 38 minutes and I'm good. I'll even eat in that amount of time. It's, it worked in the past. Um, anyways, I show up in uh, Utah. I don't want to go to Utah, although I do love the state. It's beautiful. The course is kind of like you can fly a 300, you can drive a green. I'm having to hit three wood and then a full 88-yard shot and try to get it close. These other guys have 10-foot triangle. So um, the cut's always going to be five or six under, which is also very frustrating. Um, but um, if you're not putting well. Anyways, I pull up. I'm like, hello, ma'am, I'm here to, you know, I'm a player, whatever. And uh, she's like, oh, sorry, but uh, the parking lot's full. And I'm like, mm, didn't look quite full, but okay. Um, where should I go? She goes, there's a, uh, go five miles down the road. Um, you're going to see a sign for player parking. Go there, and there's going to be a shuttle waiting. Sounds good. So I head back down the road. Uh, no sign, no nothing, no anything, da 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 And I come back, and she goes, you again. I was like, 
what? <laughs> I was like, I was like, yes, ma'am, it's me. I'm playing in the tournament, and now I have 28 minutes till my tea time. I just wasted 10 minutes. And then I said, ma'am, uh, and, and honestly, I shouldn't have said this to this older gal, um, but I, I said, just get the out of my way, you know? And, uh, and then she starts screaming, white truck, white truck, stop this man, stop him. And this six foot four dude jumps on the hood of my rental. <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, get out of the truck, you little punk. And I was just like, ah. And, uh, and, and then like, uh, then, a, he, then a, well, a spot was available. I was like, man, I'm not trying to make you mad. I was just like, I got tee off. And there's a spot right there. Can I pull into it? He's like, princess, is this enough for you, princess? He kept on the <laughs> Yeah, and I'm I'm just like Princess like, Lily. How did this Damn like, right. How did this turn into this? I was like, how did this turn into this? Um, I was like, can I just take this spot and go to the tee? And he was like, you entitled little punk. You think you can talk to people like this? I'm like, what? I was just like, no, man. Like, I'm just trying to get to my tea time. And she told me to go down the road, and there was nobody there. And he was just like, he's like, you think you can come in here and cuss at people? He's like, somebody's gonna show you what you're worth one day or something like this. And I was just like, dude, you're here because of us. Um, and, uh, you know, cause we see sets of volunteers all year, but at a glance, they kind of look like the same folks, but it's, for them, it's just one week, but for us, it's just the same old people. Um, but anyways, that was one of my wildest oh, parking my stories. God. Princess yeah, Lily. So I'm going to, I'm going to call you Princess um, Lily now from here on out. Yeah. Call me, call me little princess. Um, <laughs> it, it didn't go over well, but this guy was massive. And I was just like, dude, please don't kill me. I just want to go play. It's like Debo um, from like Debo yeah, on Friday. He, he was park, parking lot Debo. And uh, and it was just like, oh, my gosh, I have anger at the biggest man in the history of the world. And it, and it got worse. He ended up coming out on the golf course and, like, stalking me while I was playing. Like, I mean, he I'm was sure, a parking I'm lot. I'm sure he didn't play well. He probably didn't play well after that. I missed the cut by a shot, uh, and, I, and I looked at um, – Coming in hot, Debo chasing your ass around the golf course. Yeah, I could not believe he showed up. And I went over to the volunteer that he was speaking to. I was like, what did I got to say? He was like, he said that you and him almost got in a fight. And I was like, no, he almost broke my neck. There wouldn't have been a fight. <laughs> um, and, and now he's not going to follow me. Um, Dang. Anyways, very bizarre. Very different than the PGA Tour. Um, but anyways, uh, Omaha used to do the Cox Classic. And uh, that used to be one of the best events out there. It was a longstanding course. Um, great. Uh, fun event, huge uh, tent party. They gave you as many, for some reason, they give you as many free drinks as you possibly drink um, at these evening. You know, it'd be a big country um, band show up and uh, we'd have a big time. But anyhow, that's a different course now. Um, and it's the last event of the year. I hope I get in. It's going to be a little tight. But uh, but yeah, I got to I gotta win one of them or I'm going to be running junior tournaments with my dad in alabama giving lessons uh which i'm perfectly cool with i'm uh you know when you're not putting well it's really not a lot of fun so um i'm gonna keep playing recreation recreationally and be very happy about it and i'm gonna work my butt off this week and i did last week and uh i'm gonna try my best in these last two so if not i'd love to do some media stuff i might try to do some on-course announcing i might try to hop on with you guys more and uh I want to. I want to be a part of the game for sure, and uh, I've I've gotten a good decade plus out of this. Uh, it's my thirteenth year, so um, yeah, I'm wow. gonna try my absolute hardest in these last two, and then uh, see what happens next. Well, you are a stud, Will. You always will be. Um, we wish you the I best on those it. two uh, those two events. I would love to see you win. Just f the whole thing up and just screw your plans. <laughs> um, that would be, be awesome. so much fun. So I mean, it'd be again, so much fun to get more years out of this again. 
I go back to how terrible Colin Morikawa and Cameron Champ put bef- the weeks leading up to their victories. And if all yeah. you need is a little bit of that fairy dust on that putter, I know you've tried a bunch yeah. of different things. I know you've done it. But maybe the TJ bump is real. And you'll go out there and the putter will be just hot magic. And, uh, and the ball striking you know, finds its way there. Uh, that's good stuff. And we appreciate you as always, Will. And we do hope to have you, uh, have you a part of the Tour Junkies and, and coming on more often. It'll be good stuff. I know the listeners have enjoyed it. I do want to so. button up the show and do a quick live Q&A with those that are watching live on YouTube for as, as long as we have it. Uh, I think we've got a few questions popping up in the chat. But for, for me and, and Willie Wilcox for the Olympics breakdown, that's it for tonight. The Corn Ferry Tour, kind of, you know, sleepers to look out for. That's it for tonight. That's going to be good stuff. You, I hope you took notes. Go back and write that down. Again, in the YouTube comments, who do you think is the player most likely to, to maybe, you know, convince Alex Morgan or another single, single uh, female to, uh, to shack up in Olympic Village? We'd love to know that. And uh, it'll be a good week. It'll be a good week. Pat's on vacation. We'll both be back next week. I think next week we have the WGC event, St. Jude and the Barracuda, but we'll probably just cover the the WGC event. So that's it for us. Uh, Again, thank you for the thoughts and prayers and messages for my son. I appreciate you guys are awesome. Have a great week. May your screens be green. See ya. Will, this is where you go. Out. You got to go out. Out. There you go. (laughs)